Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 4, titled Triggerman. Or, for the purposes of pissing off as many people as possible, Triggerman. Uh, <laughs> he's a superhero of the likes of Batman and Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoy doing that so much, I just do. Uh, anyway, Triggerman. Yet another solid, solid episode a person of interest, uh, a very good standalone storyline, like completely isolated, doesn't have any effect on really anything. Uh, it's just a good one and done. So this episode starts, and we meet our new number, who uh, who is an enforcer for an aging mob boss. This dude literally kills people for the mob. So, looking pretty obviously that this guy is the perpetrator, especially after the widow of one of this boss's former mob henchmen, just while he's in a restaurant, she just openly insults him right to his face, quite brutally. And then this mob boss is like, Hey, kill her. (laughs) She insulted me. Go murder her. So, it's looking to be fairly clear cut. Mob enforcer takes out someone for mob boss. We have to protect that woman and stop this dude. But of course, this is person of interest. And... 99.99999% of the time with person of interest, if you think you have it figured out in the first 10 minutes, they definitely have not (laughs) revealed all there is to know, as is the case here. This is no exception, and we get this great moment where... This dude's in the car with the mob boss's son. Mob boss calls his son and is like, Hey, this dude had an opportunity to confess. He did not kill him. Then kill her. All this while Reese is following and... Surveilling these calls. The enforcer picks up on this very, very quickly. What's going on here? And kills the boss's son. And immediately calls this woman and is like, Hey, they're after us. They know about our relationship that we're definitely in. And you, the audience, definitely didn't see coming. 
Uh, <laughs> like, we need to get away. We need to get away from these guys and get out of the city. So now, this is no longer stop one guy from killing this woman. This is a save this guy who is protecting this woman. And we get a great moral dilemma with this episode. I kind of... I kind of joked just now about, like, it being a fairly obvious twist because it was the first ten minutes, but this actually throws a very significant monkey wrench into the workings of this episode. Because now we're left with, well, should we still be protecting this guy who is our number technically and literally is a murderer and literally is like a terrible human being who just regularly takes people out for the mob or should we just ignore him and transition to this woman who's actually innocent and Reese and Finch spend pretty much the entire episode wrestling with this like should we be paying attention to this dude or should we just ignore him and protect the woman like, is he worth, is he worth the effort? Is he worth our protection? Uh, and they deal with that very, very well. I especially love this one moment where Finch just takes a play out of Root's handbook and calls this dude Riley, the enforcer, bad code. Which is like this huge mic drop moment of like, ooh, no, Finch is... For a brief moment, Finch drunk the root Kool-Aid. For a brief moment, Finch subscribed to the root ideology of people suck. And then eventually he comes around, but like, it, it's a really terrifying moment. It was just like, oh shit, root won, root got to Finch. Until eventually he does say like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that in regards to Humans, that, that only applies to computers. But anyway, uh, these two are on the run together. Riley and Annie, they're on the run together. They are becoming the target of this mob boss very, very quickly. Uh, and we have these guys on the run while Reese is sort of protecting them. While Reese is sort of in the background taking out everyone who comes after them. And it ratchets up a lot more when the mob boss just puts a bounty on their heads. A million dollar bounty. So now everyone in the city is coming to collect and we get this great, great development where Finch, in order to in order to stop this from happening, in order to get the bounty rescinded, he goes to Elias in prison and says, hey, uh, the man who works for me saved your life one time. You owe us. I know you still have influence in prison. Get this bounty rescinded. Make this bounty not a thing. And it's really awesome to see Finch and Elias in the same room. It's really fantastic to see those two characters finally meeting face-to-face. It's great. It's really, really amazing. 
So, at the low, low price of Elias getting a chess game with Finch. Seriously, like, Elias in exchange wants Finch to play chess with him because he doesn't have a worthy opponent, quote-unquote, in prison. And so we get this moment in, like, the very, very end where Finch and Elias are playing chess, and it's really, really cool. Definitely some, uh... Definitely some Professor X Magneto vibes from that. Like, remember the the chess scene at the end of X-Men? Remember that? God, I love those movies. There's some good X-Men shows out there that I should talk about on the television archive at some point. I should talk about X-Men the Animated Series. I should talk about Wolverine and the X-Men. Like, there's a bunch of X-Men related stuff I can and should do. Anyway, beside the point. Point is, for the low, low price of a chess game, Elias essentially makes the bounty Persona Non Grata. Uh, Makes it forbidden fruit. Like, Elias basically says, do not go after this bounty. If you do, you will answer to me. Now, most of the bounty hunters fall in line with this. But there's one who doesn't. There's one who very much does not deal with this. There is one who very much does not get the message. And this guy shows up and takes Annie. At this moment, uh, Reese finally approaches Riley and offers his services. We also get the reveal that so... The official story up until now is that this woman's husband died at the hands of the Russians. Turns out that's not the case. Turns out that dude uh, was starting to fall out of line and then the mob boss had him killed. And the person who pulled the trigger was Riley. So this relationship, it started out of, like, guilt, and then spiraled into this man actually falling in love with her, and then wanting to protect her, wanting to make up for what he did to her. So, yeah, this is not, this is not, the morals of this episode are not cut and dry, and that's what I love about it. That's what I love about this entire conflict. Person of interest, I think, is at its best when it's, well, at least in terms of the standalone episodes. It's at its best when it's providing very gray moral quandaries, like providing very, very gray ethical situations, like, That's when Person of Interest standalone episodes are at their best. But anyway, I digress. So we get this big final... Final action sequence at the nightclub. Where this mob boss takes Annie. A big standoff happens. There's a big shootout between Reese and Riley and... All the mobsters. Reese 
leaves Riley behind to get Annie out of there at Riley's request. Reese puts Annie in a car with Finch, goes back in to get Riley. While he was outside, Riley got shot, killed the mob boss, and then that bounty hunter came up to him and killed him. So by the time Reese gets back to check on Riley, Riley is just fully dead. So they send Danny on our way out of the city. We find out there was only one ticket out of the city. Riley never planned on joining her. And they send her on her way. And then after a discussion about the bad code... Uh, Reese pays a visit to that last bounty hunter. And then, just before anything happens, we cut to credits. We don't know what he did with that bounty hunter, but we can certainly guess. (laughs) He, if he's not dead, he's certainly regretting all of his life choices. (laughs) Those are the two options. There is nothing less severe than regretting every single life choice he ever made. Up until that moment. By the way, I should mention, uh, there's also some good ancillary stuff going on with Carter and Fusco. In regards to this case, Carter spends the entire episode trying to obstruct the investigation into the boss's son. Into uh, the murder of the boss's son. Just trying to make sure that our guy, Riley, doesn't get caught up in police investigation of, hey, kill this guy, he's a killer. And also, Fusco's just hanging out at the bar where this mob headquarters is located and just spying on the mob boss, seeing what everything happens, seeing what happens on that front. And I especially love how Fusco's blending in by, like, getting drink after drink after drink and continuously swapping drinks with the guy next to him. Like, the guy finishes his drink. Hey, here's another drink. (laughs) Like, just looking like he keeps drinking, but he's really not. I love that. It's just, it's so funny to me. It's so just absolutely perfect. Uh, But yeah, solid, solid standalone episode. Uh, if you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, uh, which I will put out over there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 5. Talk to you then.